he who controls the money controls the world. And like Bitcoin is the money now. And like Bitcoiners control the world. And like the rest of the world is waking up to this fact. But like this is the new Davos. Fuck the old world. Hello there from El Salvador. How are you all doing? I do have to say I am having an amazing time down here. It's my third time in the country. It's just incredible to see how the Bitcoin community here is growing. Everywhere you go, people accept Bitcoin for payment. I've been buying cups of coffee with Bitcoin. Kind of funny, really. Anyway, how are you? How are you taking the Elon Musk news? A man with a platform to drive forward human freedom is fucking with us all. It's rather disappointing, really, isn't it? Anyway, welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by Gemini, the only place I use for buying Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack, and today I've got an absolute fire interview with David Bailey, the CEO of BTC Media and the man behind the Bitcoin 2021 conference coming up in Miami next month. But before we get into that interview, I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors. And today we're going to kick off with Casa, the absolute very best in Bitcoin security. Now, it's been a wild year. I know some of you are seeing your stacks increase and you've been making some good money. But if you aren't custodying it or if you have it all in a single wallet, it is probably time for you to start thinking about Casa. Now, I know what you're thinking. Do I need this? Is this going to be a pain to set up? Maybe some of you are thinking, what the hell is a multi-sig wallet? I know all this because I had all the same questions before I signed up. But honestly, it could not have been easier to set up. And once you have Casa, you have so much peace of mind because a multi-sig wallet allows you to custody your Bitcoin, but only move Bitcoin by signing transactions from multiple wallets. Wallets which you distribute into different locations, which is going to protect you from a range of mistakes errors and vulnerabilities. Now, if you've got any questions about this, you can reach out to me. You can DM me on Twitter or email me and I will get back to you. But there is no better time to upgrade your Bitcoin security and get total peace of mind. You can find out more at keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. Next up, we have sportsbet.io, the very best place for online gaming because they accept Bitcoin and being such badasses. They've got a massive competition which will be announced in Miami. You have the chance to win a Lambo, but I've negotiated with them an extra very cool side to this competition, which you will find out more about soon. Now, sportsbet.io is the front of shirt sponsor for Southampton. They are also the betting partner for Arsenal. So if you're watching Premier League football and you are seeing a Bitcoin logo, it is sportsbet.io you thank. Now, with Sportsbet, you have every market you could possibly be interested in. They have football, they got tennis, motorsports, they even have esports. And for all new customers, they always have a range of promotions available. If you want to find out more, head over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T dot I-O forward slash promotions. And lastly, we have Exodus Wallet, who I am using for my mobile and desktop wallet for Bitcoin. Now, as you know, I've talked about this a lot. Lloyd's Bank closed down my bank accounts. Like what? 25 years a customer, never given them a problem. And then they closed me down. They gave me six weeks notice to move out. Now, the good side of this is that I had been increasingly moving my business to Bitcoin. I get paid in Bitcoin and I pay people in Bitcoin. But my lovely accountant was whinging at me every month saying, Peter, who's this Bitcoin going to? Who's it from? And I never had a record. So when Exodus reached out to me, I had a play with a wallet. They crushed the UX, but also I could keep notes against all my payments so I would have a record for my accountant. Now, if you want to check it out, please do head over to exodus.com or search for Exodus in the Google or Apple app stores. That is E-X-O-D-U-S. Okay, so on to the show today, and I've got my good friend David Bailey on the show, and he is the man 
behind probably the most anticipated Bitcoin conference ever, Bitcoin 2021. Now, after what feels like a decade of lockdowns and restrictions and having all our normal conferences and gatherings cancelled, on June the 4th and 5th, we finally get back together in Miami to drink a load of beer, eat a load of steak and talk Bitcoin. I cannot wait to get there. This has always been one of my favorite conferences in the calendar, but it sounds like for Bitcoin 2021 that they have stepped the fuck up. The list of speakers is absolutely unreal, and David has also asked me if I will come out and I will emcee it, and of course I was going to say yes to that. More than happy to do it. So I asked David to come on the show to tell us all about what we can expect and ask some questions about the conference. You know, there have been questions. There have been people shouting about it on Twitter for all kinds of crazy reasons. So I have some questions for him as well, but we go beyond that. We talk about Bitcoin. We talk about the path to hyper-Bitcoinization. It was a great interview. David has got me really fired up, not just for Miami, but what we are doing here with Bitcoin. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do have any questions or feedback, you can hit me up. It's hello at whatbitcoindid.com and I will get back to you. Also, if you haven't got a ticket for the conference in Miami and you're wanting to go and you want to see it, then please head over to b.tc slash conference and use the promo code WBD and you will get 10% off your ticket. All right. I hope you enjoy the interview. David, what have we got? Less than about a month to go? A month to go. A month to go. Uh, I think about 28 days. To be exact, how you feeling? I'm in the trough of disillusionment a little bit right now, uh, in terms of what did I sign up for, and I, I feel like this event has become like the zeitgeist, and like the eyes of the world are on this conference. I mean, we like every day the intensity and craziness is ratcheting up dramatically. Like Monday, Logan Paul's people reach out to us. Wednesday, Floyd Mayweather's people reach out to us. Like you know, Thursday. I mean. Every day, like the craziness ratchets up. And I think that when, when this event actually happens, it's going to be the number one attention-sucking thing in the world. Uh, Eventbrite told us like we're the top three largest in-person event right now on their platform. I think we're the largest in-person event in the country uh, for the month of June. So, yeah, it's, it's wild. Are you feeling under a lot of pressure? No, no. Uh, Mostly just under pressure to make sure we create a good product. Like, it's the unknown unknowns. We got this huge crowd coming and like, you know, there's a, you got to manage the flow of a lot of people. It's a hard thing to do. So like, it, you know, when you have 12,000 people coming to a venue, it's not, there's no one room that can fit 12,000 people. So you got to make sure that like, okay, we, you got enough interesting stuff happening, enough different places that the bodies kind of are, you know, spread throughout the venue, et cetera. So I got a couple things like that, that that I'm worried about and we're spending a lot of time on. But otherwise, it's kind of like no fucks are given anymore. And that's kind of freed us to just do exactly what we want to do. Like we're building kind of like David's, you know, Willy Wonka's, you know, Bitcoin factory. And it's just like, you know, you get what you, you know, we're building it. You come. It's going to be fun. You know, if you have complaints, send them to our complaint department. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> how many came in? How many came in nineteen? What was that like? Three thousand? Two thousand? Twenty-two hundred? Two thousand. So okay. So you've gone six x on that. Yeah, and, and the craziness is like if we didn't have a maximum capacity, you know, we had to like double ticket prices like overnight because we were selling so many tickets that we were pacing for you know selling like if we like charted against historical data, thirty-five thousand to fifty thousand people. So, 
like, you know, this event really, <laughs> really took off. And I, and I honestly, like the vision that we have for this event, I think this can be grown into a million person event. Like I, I want to, people are like, oh, we can make the CES. It's like, no, fuck CES. We want to be, we want to be Mecca. And this is like the, you know, pilgrimage um, around the world. And, and like, let's, let's do something crazy and weird. That's a fusion between, you know, the new Davos and the new Burning Man and the new South by and the new money 2020 all fused into one. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we can make something weird that showcases Bitcoin culture, counterculture in a way that, that nothing else can. I've already claimed Bedford as the Bitcoin Mecca. Well, uh, you can't have that, it. Then. This is where all good religious disputes come from, though. So, you know, there's Bedford <laughs> versus the Bitcoin conference, and it's going to be one of those things that is going to get ugly in time. You can host it in Bedford. We could have it at the Corn Exchange, but I only think that has about 800 people, maybe in the park. Dude, listen, you've crushed it. I'm obviously party to a lot of what's going on in the background because I'm, uh, uh, you've uh, invited me to MC again. And I think you guys. Uh, especially like in this COVID era where everyone's worried and you've just gone balls out and you've done it. I think fair play to you. I think the guest list is pretty incredible. So well done on that. What what do what do Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather want? Well, so before I answer, and I don't want to I don't want to leak any of those those uh, specifics. But the okay. the uh, for in terms of the pandemic, we do not care at all about the pandemic. I mean the you know the the founding fathers. You know, when they were organizing revolution and yellow fever was abound, they didn't say, okay, pack it up, boys. Like, there's yellow fever. We're, we might get sick. It's like, no, this is a fucking revolution. Like, people die, all right? A lot less people are going to die when Bitcoin takes over the monetary system than the, the existing, you know, world that we're having to live in. So, fuck the pandemic. You know, p- pandemics don't stop revolutions. Fuck the pandemic. So, we don't have to wear masks. You don't have to wear masks. No. We'll have them. Sweet. You know, they're really more to keep people from accidentally doxing themselves. Uh, but yeah, you, you don't have to. You seem pretty fired up, dude. I've not seen you like that. I remember, I remember 19, and 19 was brilliant. So I was so gutted 20 didn't happen because of it. But 19 was brilliant. It's the, you know, it's the premier Bitcoin event. Uh, and it's not cringy or cheesy. And it's good people, good conversations, good parties, good dinners. Everything about it was quality. Um, but you were you were very chilled back then. You seem pretty uh, you seem pretty fired up, dude. We're unleashed, and I mean, we've just realized, like, you know, what's the point of fuck you money if you're not going to say fuck you, you know? So, hey, dude, I did you see my tweet earlier? No, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I had to send some, oh, dude, I had to send some Bitcoin to somebody earlier, and I had my ledger with me, and when you have when you approve it. Uh, the, the address splits over multiple screens because they have uh, character limits. And on the last screen, there was only two letters, and it was F-U. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's a sign. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, sign, uh, you know, once we stopped trying to make money at this company and we almost went bankrupt, I mean, 2018 was a really vicious uh, year for mm-hmm. us. It was like, we've lost all this money. And it's like, okay, what's the point of all of this? Like, what makes all of this worth it? And really, I got into Bitcoin for one reason. It's the movement behind Bitcoin. It's the ideas behind Bitcoin. It's hyper-Bitcoinization. That's, that's, that's why we're here. And so it's like, that's the mission. And if we lose all of our money doing it, it was worth it. And so ever since we've taken on that mindset, 
our decision-making kind of uh, frameworks have been so much more straightforward. And so, you know, doing a Bitcoin-only conference was straightforward. And then doubling down on all the things that make Bitcoin cool is straightforward. And it's like, you know, Bitcoin didn't need any investment bank. It didn't need any politician. It didn't need anyone to make it what it is. It did it despite all those things. And so it's like, you know, we don't need to change who we are to impress the world. The world needs to understand, you know, what we're all about. And so, you know, we've just leaned into it and we're having fun. You're definitely fired up though, dude. <laughs> like, how, how do you take in this, this last year especially? Like, we all expected a bull run because Bitcoin has bull runs, right? Every four years we expect it now. It's come, it's come as given. It certainly hasn't played out how I thought it would. I didn't, th- I didn't see it becoming a year of the institutions. I still thought it would be mainly retail-driven, some institutions. It suddenly feels like, it's like this hyper-Bitcoinization thing that I know you've, you've been talking about again. Uh, when I first got into Bitcoin, I heard about that. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like, I, I get what you're saying. I think I read it on um, Pierre Rochard's article about it. Maybe it's Pierre on the Nakamoto Institute. And I was like, look, I get it. It's a theory, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. Like, now you can see it happening. I was having a conversation yesterday. It's, you know, that conversation, does Bitcoin go to zero or to a million? It, it goes to a million way easier than zero now. Like, Oh, yeah. It feels I mean, like it's happening. How do you take it all in? The difference between a million and a hundred thousand is the difference between a hundred thousand and ten thousand. It's nothing. It's I mean, the the there are two outcomes. It goes to zero or it goes to one twenty-one millionth of all the things. That's the price of a Bitcoin. I mean, it's just and and we are somewhere in this, you know, quantum state in between those two possible outcomes. And as time goes on, we trend towards one or the other. Um, you know, I'm of the view that as time goes on and confidence in Bitcoin grows and and adoption and infrastructure grows and usability grows and and functionality grows, that you know we trend towards infinity. And you know, Bitcoin is a black hole. I mean, it's just a black hole, and it's sucking everything into it. And uh, you know, I read an article yesterday about how banks are rolling out these these cryptocurrency and Bitcoin products because they're looking at the data of how many deposits are flowing over to the Bitcoin exchanges, and they're just you know, the data speaks for itself. They have to do it. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, that's hyper-Bitcoinization. It's going to suck everyone in. And so, you know, the world's just, I mean, this is, in my mind, this has already happened. It's just the world is, like, it's, it takes time for it to dawn on people that it's happened. I mean, we're sitting at a, a trillion-dollar asset class. A trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. We've gone through three 80% crashes and recoveries, and we're here. And like we're we're sitting at a trillion dollar asset class for I mean what we've been at it's not like we're just spiking up we've been sitting here for a couple months I mean and you're you're hearing the biggest Fortune 500 companies are are putting slugs of money into this thing like this is this is so far beyond where we were five years I mean I don't know if you just have some perspective on it 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 really it's such a straightforward thing to look at a, a boulder rolling down a hill or a you know water flowing down a mountain and be like, yeah, it's going to keep flowing down that mountain to the bottom of it. I just feel like that's where we're, we're at. We're watching the momentum of Bitcoin uh, just accelerate. And then you know people watch the day-to-day price and they're like, oh, is it over? And it's like, it, it's not even worth you know having those conversations anymore. It, it gets a lot easier when you aren't dictated by the price as well. Uh, I... It's funny, like 2017, you know, like, look, when the price goes up, obviously, holler and celebrate and it's awesome, it's cool. 
But hey, by the way, did also you get your at the car? same time, which one? I, I I think I remember seeing before I quit Twitter that you're you're wanting to get a uh, like an Aston Martin or something. Yeah, yeah, I did. Nice, I did, and then I crashed it. You did, dope, <laughs> dude. That's very uh, no, only small. No, just into the into the garage. Uh, I was just being a dick, and I pulled it out, and I like snapped the carbon fiber on the bonnet. But yeah, I got it. I I treated myself like nice. fucking. I've worked this last four years, so yeah. So we were we were talking yeah, about doing like a. Um, uh, we were talking to a sponsor, I think, uh, uh, sportsbet.io. Maybe or, do they yeah. work with you? Yeah, they're one of mine. They yeah, want doing the Lambo giveaway. They wanted to do. Yeah, they're doing a Lambo giveaway at the conference. And uh, you know, my idea was like, let's find the car that Peter McCormick likes the most, the the one that he wants to buy. Let's give that away, and let's have Peter McCormick announce the winner of it. That would be the ultimate, the ultimate trolls. Like, let's make Peter give away his dream car. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. No, no, but I want to. But I said to the, the I said them said I'll only do it if you get me one as well. <laughs> Good negotiator. Good uh, negotiator. Yeah, well, they they agreed to it. The problem is I haven't got the garage space for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk, let's talk a bit more about the event. Then we'll cover the hype of Bitcoinization. Okay, a few things to ask. Uh, one of the interesting things about this event is that it's had quite a lot of. Uh, it's good that you're not on Twitter, so you maybe you're not aware, but. There has been criticism of speakers, uh, specifically Chamath uh, has been uh, criticized. Um, I don't know how much you can talk about it, but like, oh, I can if you talk don't about talk all about it, it that, rumors happen. Let's talk, let's talk about all of it, let's dig into it. Right, so with Chamath, right, I talked about, I, I had Surfer Jim recorded with him, that's going to be out uh, on Monday. Um, but I talked to him about it, and my view on Chamath is that he's been a bit of a dick a couple of times to people. Uh, and I knowing he was on stage, and someone was a dick in the Brandon. Bitcoin space. Oh no! <laughs> but I, I reached out to Brandon. I was like, "Look, can you just put me in touch with him? Because I want to speak to him. I was going to invite him on the show and just give him the opportunity to like deal with that and apologize because I felt like he he, he he could if he wanted to. And then he did the whole BitClout thing, which is just like, Ugh. but uh, and then he's now not on the radar. Like I know he wanted to present remotely. Is that why it's not happening? Yes. So, so you yeah. know, let's break some news here because, like, I, I quit Twitter in a protest. I'm dying to come back every day. I want to come back and just rain on someone. But then it's like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't let responding to something be the reason I come back to Twitter. If I'm going to come back, I got to do it no, on my terms. Well, well, why did you, t- why did you quit in protest? What, what was your protest first? Uh, I thought it was total horseshit when Trump was kicked off of Twitter. And you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm uh, I hate Republicans. I hate Democrats. I hate the government. I'm a diehard, hardcore libertarian. But dude, I have a special place in my heart for any any person who uh, is a disruptor that infuriates the mainstream. And uh, so, you know, I think Trump is hilarious. I, anytime you're pissing off the the aristocracy. You're doing it something right, so uh, you know. So anyway, I thought it was total horseshit that that, that going down, and it's just like, look, I'm just uh, uh, I'm not going to make money for Twitter um, off my tweets. Fuck them, you know. People people want to find me, follow me, read Bitcoin Magazine. So I'm off Twitter. Um, you know, it's giving me a lot of my day back, which is kind of nice. But uh, all right, what was your question, Chamath? So yeah, so let's talk about Chamath. I, I I think people think he got kicked off or he quit because he was scared of the reaction. But I know from Brandon that 
he wanted to present remotely, which is, look, it's fine if you're Edward Snowden, but that's about it. Yeah, so, uh, and I was a little bit upset with my team about how this information was presented because they didn't really add context to it. And, you know, we have a couple of speakers. It that, looked almost like a celebration. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, it, there was no tone to our tweet at all. Then people interpreted it how they wanted to. And, you know, I felt like we should have come back out and been like, hey, let's let's clarify this. But we're going to break some news here, I guess. So there are a handful of speakers that confirmed to speak at Bitcoin 2020 when we were doing it in LA. And they were speaking in person. And But it was like the pandemic's going on. They're like, hey, you know, I'm down to do this, but we have to like approach it when we get closer to the date to make sure that like I'm, you know, they're not going to have any issues with the pandemic, yada, yada. Then we moved the event to Miami, the other side of the country, which makes it much more logistically challenging, especially especially for people who have really busy schedules. So there are three speakers uh, that we have that all confirmed uh, to come in digitally. Um, Kathy Wood, Anthony Scaramucci, and Chamath. I made the decision that unless you have a legitimate threat to your life, or you're a fugitive from the law. Those are the only two scenarios I'm comfortable with someone joining us virtually. So I told Brandon to email all three of them, tell them they either have to come in person or they can speak next year. But like, that's that's the end of it. And I think Scaramucci is coming in person now. And I think nice. Chamath is out and Kathy Wood is trying to make a decision. Okay. So that, right. that's the reality. Uh-huh. That's what happened. I think Chamath is a total badass. Uh, I completely disagree with his political views. I don't, but I don't frankly care what his political views are. I do think what went down with Surfer Jim was cringe. It was a bad joke from Chamath. Um, and I, and you know, uh, I think Surfer Jim. I, I was on a podcast with him. Nice guy, very articulate. Yeah, uh, mm. I was impressed. So you know, yeah, me too. We we invited uh, Surfer Jim to speak at the conference too. He said he'd only do it if, if Chamath was uninvited. Okay. We did not uninvite Chamath so that Surfer Jim would speak. Like, I do not, you know, what's a kowtow yeah. to, the, to the mob. So we hope Chamath speaks next year. Chamath, no hard feelings. Um, I'm sorry you've been canceled by the Bitcoin scene, but uh, keep holding those Bitcoins. Don't sell. Yeah. Um, okay, a few things there. Have you given the slot to Surfer Jim? Uh, well, so Surfer Jim... <laughs> Giving some inside baseball he here. I think I think Surfer Jim said in his last message to us, like, "Hey, give me a keynote and I'll and I'll do it." And it's like, no, we're not doing that. So, <laughs> you know, it's a bold move. You know, kudos kudos to Surfer Jim. But uh, you know, we'd love for him to join a discussion on on maximalism. But that invite still sitting out there. Man, I think personally, I think giving him a keynote, giving a pleb a keynote, would be fucking awesome. That would be a boss move. I think that would, I think you only win. Personally, I think you only win. Well, so that's my view. I would do it if the idea was our idea and we came up with it. But when it's reacting to everyone being like, give, give a pleb a keynote, it's like, dude, we're not going to be bossed around about how to make, you know, this is our party, our party, our rules. All right. Mm-hmm. If you want to come to the biggest fucking gathering of Bitcoiners in the history of humanity, come to our event. If that doesn't sound good to you and you want to tell us how we need to change our event, well, then fuck you. I don't really care. Don't come to the conference. Boom. There we go. So it's like... Fair enough, man. You know? Your hard work, your event. I still think it'd be badass. Though. And uh, I it also agree. Be. I like Chamath, right? Uh, I, 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 
the last few months he's been um, doing some things that I don't agree with and I don't care Cringe. about. Yeah. And and same on the politics side a little bit with you. Like I've gone, I went into the politics. I dove right in, especially the election stuff. I was fuck Trump. He's an idiot. Blah blah blah. And then I came out the other end, and I just realized I hate it all. Um, and also seeing what the Biden administration is doing is just more bullshit. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. And I, I don't care about the politics, but I hope I want to get Chamath on the show. I've never spoken to him, not even had a, any interaction. But I, I I think it would be good for people to hear from him because I think. I think if they actually hear from him talking about Bitcoin, they might realize, like, you know, he is a badass. He is a Bitcoiner. I think the, the bit clout thing, though, that, I don't know, man. I, I know think that was, bad. that's weird. It smells bad. You know, that, I, I always hate that when, when, you know, someone does such a good job of articulating the Bitcoin value proposition for so long. And then out, like, you're like, wow, this person really gets it. And then out of nowhere, they're just like, but have you heard about Dogecoin? You know, I mean, it's like, wow. <laughs> wow. Disappointing me. Yeah. You've um, he's not the only one to get some criticism. Uh, yeah, let's, I think anyone who who's on the list who's got like some association with shitcoins at all, whether it's you're in, you know, if you're an exchange operator, like my sponsors, like uh, Tyler and uh, Cameron, have been criticized, you know, criticized as speakers. Actually, I've been criticized as an MC. Like, there's a this there's a certain list of people that uh, people have been critical about. My view always on this stuff is because I get criticized having them as sponsors. Why are you having them as sponsors? They've got shitcoins. It's like Walking that, like my show's Bitcoin only, right? But walking that purity line for sponsors is very hard. There's, there's not enough out there. And if you're trying to run a business, it's just, it's, it's hard. But I guess you face similar kind of dilemmas on, on, on this because you are a Bitcoin only magazine, you're a Bitcoin only event, but some of the interesting speakers have got shitcoins in their business. Yeah. So we're Bitcoin only, not Bitcoin maximalist. And, you know, I, and I'm not saying that mm. that's the that is the vibe of every person at, who works at this company. I'm I'm saying that that's the that's the intentional vibe of the products we build, how we differentiate. You know, uh, when you're dealing with something that's at scale, uh, and you're not just going off of su- subjective opinions, you got to have kind of uh, a framework for determining what's on topic, what's off topic, what's a Bitcoin company, what's not a Bitcoin company, what's Bitcoin relevant, what isn't. So you know, like. Should wrapped Bitcoin be at the conference? I think yes. Should mm-hmm. you know an ERC twenty decentralized exchange that has wrapped Bitcoin trading pairs be at the conference? I think no. And so you know we look at it like if you interact with the Bitcoin mainnet, if you interact with the Bitcoin protocol, we don't care what you're doing, we don't care how you're using it. Like you're a Bitcoin company. End of, end of discussion. That's just that's the line we draw. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of you know, who are we inviting to the conference and why? You know, our goal is not Bitcoin purity. Our goal is hyper-Bitcoinization. And we are trying to build a coalition, you know, as, as George Bush would say, a coalition of the willing um, that is, is as big and as broad as possible to accelerate hyper-Bitcoinization. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not saying that there isn't a, a place for total Bitcoin purity and maximalism. I think it does a great job of keeping people honest and it's needed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't just burn bridges. Someone has to build the bridges you burn first. So, you know, we're we're trying to build bridges with people who can, you know, align with this coalition to accelerate what's going on. And I look at every shitcoiner as an opportunity to 
to realign them with Bitcoin and bring them back to Bitcoin and improve and grow the Bitcoin community. So, you know, let's talk about the speakers that have gotten some controversy. So, uh, and I responded actually, and somebody came into our Telegram group last night, like, blah, 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 blah. And I, you know, kind of went off on them. Yeah. So, let's see, off the top of my head, the ones that have been mentioned are, um, uh, first on, Mike Novogratz. All right. Mike Novogratz Mm -hmm. launched, I think, the first Bitcoin ETF in the world out of Canada. And he's running a big percentage of the institutional Bitcoin scene and the OTC desk and the structured loan products and the options markets products. I mean, his prop desk is big. And the Bitcoin mining uh, work that he does. If you think he's not relevant to Bitcoin, you just are, are frankly not moving enough money around to just know the role that he's playing in the ecosystem. So... Uh, hold on, didn't he just buy BitGo as well? He did, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 1.2 billion acquisition. Yeah. So, so I'm, we're super pumped to have Mike Novogratz there. And, um, you know, every single speaker we brought on, we are crystal clear with them. They are here to talk about Bitcoin only. In fact, they are not invited if they cannot play by those rules. So if you see them on our, yeah. our agenda, that means that they've agreed. They're there to talk about Bitcoin and that's it. So that's Mike. Well, dude, listen. That's, that's, I, I was just going to say that's like with my sponsors. Like everyone who signs up is they get told I will only ever talk about your Bitcoin products. So when I talk about Gemini, it's like you can buy and sell Bitcoin there. Uh, if I talk about Exodus Wallet, it's how I'm using it for Bitcoin. It's that's the same. The operating outside of that's very hard. But I think I, I'm I'm aligned with you and your. Uh, a strategy for dealing with us. Yeah. So, so then the next one is the Winklevoss twins, and I will say they have gone much more ETH heavy since we originally confirmed them for Bitcoin 2020. You know, which makes my life a little bit more complicated. But um, yep. You know, they are old school, hardcore Bitcoiners. They venture funded. They did the first venture investment into a Bitcoin company, as far as we know, in the world, which was BitInstant. Um, they run one of the biggest Bitcoin exchanges. They have done many venture investments into Bitcoin companies. I mean, you know, it's it's very difficult to make they the case balls, they're not Bitcoiners. Dude, dude, they went balls deep into Bitcoin when when a lot of people didn't give a shit. And they pumped a lot of money in. Absolutely. They took a massive risk. Absolutely. Then you have uh, uh, Charlie Shrim, which was the CEO of the company that the Winklevoss invested into. Uh, that, you know, let's just say that didn't turn out fantastically. Uh, Charlie went to, went to jail, for those of you that don't know, for I think two years or a year and a half mm-hmm. for did. breaking something called the Bank Secrecy Act, which honestly, I feel like it's immoral that that's even a, the name of a bill. Um, but, uh, you know, he's been a freedom fighter from Bitcoin from the beginning, hardcore Bitcoiner. Uh, after getting out of jail, immediately returns to promoting Bitcoin. And, you know, in 2013, one of the first Bitcoin conferences I went to, August uh, 2013, Jeffrey Tucker did a conference in Atlanta. And Charlie Shrim opens up the conference by telling all the bankers in the room, getting them all to, like, identify themselves, fuck the banks. That's how he started out. So, you know, Charlie gets it. He's a good guy. Um, loves Bitcoin. And we have him moderating a, a, a panel, moderating a discussion. Good. 
So, I and then the other Charlie. one that we got hit hard on is uh, Gazi uh, from Empire Records. Gazi is a new to Bitcoin, new to crypto entrepreneur. He's the CEO of one of the largest recording uh, distribution labels in the world. And he's on our panel, Pay Me in Bitcoin, where he's talking about paying some of the most well-known rappers in the world their royalties directly in BTC. I mean, if that's not relevant to Bitcoin, like, fuck you. I mean, I, it's just, it is. So uh, we're honored to have him involved in the event. Now, it, he's new to the scene. He's making some cringe mistakes. But, you know, crypto, Bitcoin, it's a journey for people. And, like, any of these people, any of these taco clubs that want to say, like, oh, well, like, you, I mean, how dare you speak about anything else? It's like, why? Because they didn't read the same tweets you read on Twitter? It's not like these taco plebs, they wrote the book on the intellectual background of Bitcoin maximalism. No, they're just regurgitating what they read elsewhere. And it's like, I'm sorry, that doesn't make you some genius and everyone else who didn't read the same tweets as you or spends as much time on crypto Twitter as you, you know, evil. It just means that they're on a different part of their journey. So, um, you know, we're excited to have Ghazi involved. He's uh, speaking on that panel with uh, Money Man, Pretty cool rapper who's going to be performing. And I think they might even have some news they're going to be breaking. So, um, you know, we want to get this pay me in Bitcoin kind of cultural moment going. And I think that he's going to be a big part of it. So that's just, that's four of the people that people want to have canceled. I'm not canceling any of them. And, you know, frankly, like, you know, I just, uh, I think that this crowd who wants to be upset are really just upset that, you know, the conference is big or they're upset that, you know, they don't have a ticket and they can't afford to go. I don't know what it is, but I mean, every single person participating is participating purely to talk about Bitcoin. Hell yeah. <laughs> nah, dude, look, I get it. Uh, the, the purity line is a very, very difficult line to walk. Um, and I am with you. As long as these people are supporting and promoting Bitcoin, then they're helping us all on, on the same journey. And look, I shitcoined at one point. I got wrecked. I went through it. It's an important part of the journey. It's a, you know, it's an important learning exercise. It's, a, it's important. I, I find I don't know how many people are there who who literally turned up, discovered Bitcoin, and went, mm, "That's it." I think someone like Russell Kung seems to be like one of the few who turned up and he's like, "Yeah, Bitcoin, I get it." Getting wrecked is one of the most important stepping stones to becoming a Bitcoin maximalist, like a real Bitcoin maximalist. Like that's the pain that you need to suffer to understand. So. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with people getting wrecked once or twice. We got, you know, uh, 121 millionth of all the things is a really high price. All right. So, you know, if you lose some of your Bitcoin, but you end up with just, you know, a fraction of what you could have had, you're going to be just fine as long as you, you eventually figure it out. You know, the, the kind of the thing that I'm more concerned with is, you know, making sure that you know, we we have an, an event that really does put Bitcoin forward. And so there's some stuff that we've done that we don't put in the news. Like, for example, we had the CEO of one of the largest investment banks in the world want to speak at the conference. He didn't have anything to announce. He just wanted to be a thought leader, put his, put his personal brand out there. And we told him, no, you know, like you can't. Like Satoshi would roll over in his grave or their grave or if hopefully Satoshi's not dead. But, you know, if they are, they'd roll over. Like, unless you're here to do something for Bitcoin, this is not the place for you. So, you know, likewise, we've probably turned away $10 million plus in sponsorships, which, 
you know, I don't think has ever happened at a conference before. These people are like, how dare you not take my sponsorship? And it's like, you don't have a Bitcoin product. Like, go back to the drawing plans, come up with a Bitcoin product, come back, you can sponsor next year. But like... So we're not going to have uh, Justin Sun on the elevators? So I like Justin. I like Justin. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Justin, you, uh, he's, he, he made a very good pitch to us that he is a hardcore Bitcoiner. Um, but yeah, not this but year. But he's also a hardcore shitcoiner. Oh, well. yeah. No, he's I know. Both. And, 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 you know, we, we had to set another rule because, I mean, dude, we've had the most creative pitches to us about why somebody, something is a Bitcoin product or why something is Bitcoin relevant. I mean, dude, people are like, we have people who are like rebranding their sites to try to trick us into allowing them to participate in the, in the <laughs> conference. If you are actively promoting a top 100 project, that is trying to compete with Bitcoin. And I, when I say promoting, I don't mean promoting. If you're running at a top 100 project that is actively trying to compete with Bitcoin, you cannot be, you cannot participate as a speaker at the conference. You can attend, but it just even if you have a Bitcoin product, you, you can't speak. Ten million dollars is a lot of money turned down, dude. I hope you've sold out all the sponsorship anyway, outside of them. Well, I, I expect you're going to do very well. You know, I, I've never really had the experience of. I mean, we're, you're always trying to accommodate a sponsor. And so, like, when you tell a sponsor no, it's like they wanted so much more after that. And so it's like we got people that are like, you know, no, you can't do that. And they just double what they're willing to pay us. And like, no, you can't do that. I mean, <laughs> so it's really, it's kind of fun, to, you know, to, to do it. I mean, I think it's what's making this event like special and and making this event not just another consensus. And I think... You know, again, this event's not about making money. This event is not about, you know, trying to have the biggest conference in the world. This event's about hyper-Bitcoinization and showcasing the Bitcoin counterculture. And that's that's what we're trying to do. And the day that we, you know, that's not the mission is the day this conference is going to die. How many tickets are left? So I think we have roughly 2,000 tickets left of the 12,000 that we're going to sell. We have about 100 whale passes left uh, out of 1,800. And we have about 200 after-party tickets left out of 4,500. Um, and every day has been a battle to try to increase capacity. Like every day it's, it's you know, hey, can we pull a yacht up to this venue so that we can get another 30 bodies on the yacht? Or can we you know, buy out this restaurant and this restaurant and this restaurant, and then we can put, you know, this side thing over there, and that will pull 100 people out of the event. Like, we're doing everything we can to increase capacity, but it's just the Miami only has probably one other place in the city that could accommodate this size crowd. Next up, I get fired up more about Bitcoin 2021 with David. But before that, I do have a message from my amazing show sponsors, Okay, let's talk about BlockFi, the future of Bitcoin and financial services. They are offering a number of products for Bitcoiners. With a BlockFi interest account, you can earn yield on your Bitcoin. Now, I have been a customer of this product for nearly two years now, and I love my Bitcoin working for me. Also, with a Bitcoin-backed loan, you can now borrow against your Bitcoin without selling. And you can now register for the BlockFi credit card, which launches imminently, offering 1.5% rewards back in SATs on all card purchases. If you're interested in checking BlockFi out, I recommend you do your own research. Then head over to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. Next up, we have Ledger, the world's most popular hardware wallet. Now, with a hardware wallet, you can custody your Bitcoin. And I've been a Ledger customer 
ever since early 2017, and I'm still using the same Nano S I bought back then. Ledger makes it easy for you to safely manage your Bitcoin using their Ledger Live software, which interfaces with your device. You can also connect your Ledger Nano S to an Android phone to manage your Bitcoin on the go. If you want to find out more, head over to ledger.com, which is L-E-D-G-E-R.com. And finally today, but never least, is my new exchange sponsor, Gemini, who I am now using for buying and selling Bitcoin, but I'm not selling, I'm hodling hard right now. Now, I have been using the Gemini app for buying dips, but I also set up my DCA with twice monthly buys of Bitcoin, and I'm yet to see a better interface for buying Bitcoin. I also want to give a massive shout out to Cameron and Tyler for supporting the show. It's really cool working with them, sharing ideas about Bitcoin, which they are an open book for. I'm loving working with the Gemini team, but if you want to find out more, if you want to go and check out Gemini, head over to Gemini.com, which is G-E-M-I-N-I.com. So... Come June 7th, the whole thing's done. Like, what is success to you? Success to me, like, the, I'll tell you what success was from Bitcoin 2019. People leaving and being like, wow, I made a lot of new friends. And, you know, I saw a lot of new cool ideas. You know, my, one of my favorite success stories from, from uh, Bitcoin 2019 is Zebedee, uh, the, the lightning-based gaming company that kind of emerged out of the hackathon at Bitcoin 2019 where uh, Mandela Duck, I think is his Twitter handle, built some really cool lightning games that won, that won like the hackathon. And the, who became the ultimate founders of that company, I think, met through the conference and then founded this company that's become super successful, has an amazing product. And like, that's awesome. That's the whole fucking point of this thing. Um, you know, another one I was talking to... Uh, Keegan from Start Start Nine, and you know, he said after attending that conference, he he learned basically how approachable Bitcoin core development was, and got involved in Bitcoin core development. And it's like, okay, like that's that's what we're trying to achieve. So I hope to do that on steroids 10x, and then you know I'm hoping to occupy the mind, the mind space of people coming to try to figure out what Bitcoin's all about and they can't forget what they saw at this conference. I mean, it's, um, you know, we got sumo wrestlers walking around. We have, you know, UFC world champions that are going to be walking around holding up their belts. We got, uh, we got Tony Hawk on a half pipe. We got a lightning-based arcade e-gaming tournament and lounge. We got you know, everything's lightning enabled at the conference. We have a basketball uh, tournament going on. We got, uh, we're trying to figure out if we can throw money out of a helicopter right now in, in the city proper. You know, we have, uh, you know, one of the issues we were trying to deal with yesterday <laughs> is how much, how much cash do you need, physical cash, to fill up a dumpster? Because we have like a, this, uh, this selfie booth that's the cash is trash uh, selfie dumpster. And we're going to stuff it full of Venezuelan fiat and people can just help themselves to whatever they want out of it. Well, it turns out you need a lot of cash to fill a dumpster. So um, we've been in, you know, pulling out our high school algebra books to figure out exactly how many pallets of cash we need to make that happen. So, I mean, you know, we are trying to create a spectacle that is uh, wild and fun and cool and showcases Bitcoin and is just completely unabashed about what Bitcoin is all about. Freedom. And then we have some surprises in this conference that I 
cannot talk about on any podcast in advance. The, the Department of Justice will try to stop it. But uh, we have some, some, some special guests that are going to be participating or joining us that I think will melt people's faces off. I mean, we're talking about never never been done, never never been seen before, never been heard from before uh, guests. So I'm, I'm so excited to show people what we've been cooking up in the culmination of really two years of work. Fuck, man, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. You know, one of our guys it. told me yesterday, he's like, June 7th comes, and my life, you know, the, this conference is over. And my life doesn't have meaning anymore. <laughs> that's where my team. That that's where my team is at right now. Like they, this is like they are one hundred percent all fucking in on making the best party in the world. And you know, can I even want to take one step back real quick and say, of course, it's the Bitcoin community that's treading the fucking path to open the world back up from a totalitarian bullshit pandemic lockdown and it took the bitcoin community who does not give any fucks showing up in mass and we're literally leading the way and i'm we're hearing from event organizers all over the country i heard one of the biggest events in the world is watching our conference right now and they're like wow these guys took a different angle rather than pretending to care about their health of their attendees which newsflash no conference actually cares about the health of their attendees they just say that shit instead of bullshitting their attendees we took the angle of, look, if you're afraid of dying, don't come to this conference. Like, if you're high risk, don't come to this conference. And you know what? The Bitcoin community, again, it's a revolution. So they're going to come no matter what. I mean, there are people that were mad at us when we canceled in March because they're like, I already picked out my hazmat suit. So, you know, like, we are, we are treading the path of freedom for the world. The Bitcoin community is the frontier of freedom. I've had to come out here to El Salvador for two weeks so I can come to the US, right? Because they won't allow me to fly direct to the US. I, I put my application in via the Biden administration. They turned it down. So I have to come out here to El Salvador. Well, I had to go somewhere that wasn't on the red list for two weeks. To Are get you at in. the my, beach? Like, the, the surfing beach? Yeah, yeah, I'm in El Zonte with Michael and Jack and just oh. chilling, just having a couple of weeks off. Yeah, cool. it's cool, but like I would, I, I, like it's not, it's not convenient. I'd rather just fly direct to Miami, but I'm, I'm not allowed. Even though there's planes going, I'm not allowed. Even though I'm vaccinated, I'm not allowed. Even though I do a PCR test, I'm not allowed. So I have to go somewhere else. But I had to go via, I had to fly to Germany to get to Costa Rica to get here. So I've actually, by the time I get to Miami, I'll have done five flights, right? Normally wow. it's one. I'll have to do five flights. But on my flight from uh, uh, Germany, there was a dude in a hazmat suit with a mask and a visor. <laughs> Just trolling <laughs> He's people? My plane. No, no, no. N- definitely not trolling. I was like, what the f- <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it, What? Dude, what's going to really red pill a lot of people, orange pill people, is when they land in, in Miami and they realize that Miami is 100% open for business. People are not wearing masks. You can do what you want. You can go party what you want. It's, it's, it is like party capital right now. And they're going to be like, wait, huh? Like, like I'm being told in, in the UK that if I go outside and exercise for more than a couple hours, I'm going to kill someone. And then I just hop a plane yeah. and go across the ocean. And all of a sudden, it's like free reign. So, you know, and if you look at the hospitals in Miami, it's not like people are dropping dead everywhere. I mean, it's, it's if anything receding by the day. So 
Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a little Dude. bit shocking to a lot of the international uh, travelers. Dude, it's ridiculous in the UK right now. Like genuine, like I'm looking at options to move to Austin to get away. It's ridiculous. I think we need to have a per- like we're the kind of place we have to have a permit to have sex. <laughs> it's so fucked. One of my very close friends, longtime Bitcoiner, uh, Alex Lawn, I'll say his name, uh, lives in uh, uh, in London, and he's talking. You know, he's been kind of walking me through some of the restrictions that are there right now. And there was a moment where it was like, hey, I can't get out of the country right now. Like, I'm not like, I, there's nowhere I can go. I can't fly anywhere. I can't get on a boat. I can't like, and I'm being told I can't even leave my house except for like 45 minute increments or something. And it's like, that's literally like prison. I mean, that's literally like, mm-hmm. you have no options. You can't exit. We've, we've changed the rules to stop you from exiting the system. It's like, holy shit, that is literally totalitarian, authoritarian government action. And it, they flipped it on like a flip of the switch. I mean, and, and didn't y'all just pass a law to make like protesting uh, this type of stuff also illegal temporarily? I think we've made a law that everything is illegal. Like everything you want to do is illegal. There's a law for that. Like we can't do fuck all. I'll tell you the funny thing though. It's like by the time I actually planned the planning to, to get here, was incredible, like incredible. And luckily I had somebody helping me with it. But like, for example, I had to have a PCR test done, but I had to have it done within 72 hours of getting to El Salvador, but I had to do two flights to Costa Rica, stay over and, uh, and get there. So I had to get the test, same day test the day before I flew. And I also had to have a reason, a work reason to travel and I had to have that all prepared. I get to the airport, and the ladies, and I'm like fully expecting some like full on checks. She said, Do you have your PCR test? I showed her it. And she said, Yep, yeah, okay. Like literally looked and nodded. So I could have made that on my computer. I could literally have gone on my computer and made that fucking thing. She didn't look at my reason for leaving, which they said I need. And, um, uh, and then she, she said, Did you have insurance? And I did. So our, our laws are totalitarian. We just, they're not implementing them particularly well. But yeah, look, the whole thing's ridiculous. The, the country's gone to shit. It's just shit, man. There's it's a great, so there's shit. a great like, quote. Uh, I forget. I think it's it's a Roman, it's a Roman person who said it. Uh, uh, you know, the corruption of a state is directly proportionate to the number of laws that a country has. The more laws, the more corrupt. Um, and you know, I mean, it's like if only the English had figured out that if they wanted to end the American Revolution, all they needed to do was pass a law saying that you know American Revolution's banned. Boom, <laughs> would have been over. I just don't get it, man. The, yeah. there, there, there's no better marketing campaign that you can possibly give for Bitcoin than all of the things that the government is currently doing to try to con- maintain power. They are accelerating everything so quickly. Um, it's like, you know, really, maybe we should have them speak at the conference. They're really the hyper-Bitcoinization uh, thought leaders. I mean, it, just on the Bitcoin side of things, the UK is a shit show as well. Uh, derivatives have been banned. Most of the banks are making it very difficult for you to move money in and out of exchanges. People having their accounts shut down left, right, and center. I, I had all my accounts shut down. I had my accounts shut down. People think it's because I uh, lied about a loan. I had my accounts shut down because when they phone me up and are asking me what I'm spending my money on, I said, it's none of your business. It's my money. I'll spend it where I want. So they shut all my accounts down. 
and I'm getting so many people, like so many DMs and emails from people saying, like, which bank can I use? Because um, I, I, uh, I've been closed down. I got one today. Santander closed their bank down. You know, NatWest has closed their bank down. Lloyd's have closed their bank down. They're just they're they're pushing it away. But like you say, they're actually pushing. Like it, it reaffirms your Bitcoin beliefs. It's like a oh, fuck you. It's my money. I fucking earned it. I don't have to fucking tell you what I'm spending it on. Can, um, can, can you give a little bit of color? Bitcoin anyway. Can you give a little bit of color to why people think you're uh, you're lying uh, on a loan? Like, is that like Twitter things? No, no, that? no I did lie on a loan. So, uh, <laughs> but they think that's the reason I had my account closed. So I, um, I just, I, I, I'd already gone 100 cent Bitcoin. It was when the price dipped to 17 and a half thousand. And I was just laying in bed and I opened up my laptop. I was like, holy shit, I want to buy the dip, but I don't have any, any money left. Like I've literally put everything in. Nice. So I was like, I wonder how much money the bank will give me. And uh, they uh, immediately, like in seconds, they'll give me 35,000 pounds, right? Nice. I was like, that's cool. I can buy 2.55 Bitcoin, right? So, I, so they were like, what's the reason for the loan? I was like, a car. <laughs> uh, and, and I posted like my strategy, what I'd done with the loan. And somebody, somebody just asked me, they said, oh, what did you tell them the loan was for? And I said, oh, uh, I, I, I can't, I lied, right? Three weeks later, I have my accounts closed down uh, by Lloyd's. But that process had already started because they'd phoned me up to ask me what I was spending money on. And I just said, it's none of your business. But like, either way, I don't give a fuck. Well, like, I've, I just think it's hilarious I've never that you been have overdrawn. A, a whole army of people online that are like, uh, you know, fact-checking your financial documents. That's That's got to well, be a joy. Well, well this is the thing. This, no, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, uh, most of the time I'm trolling them myself. But the really interesting thing is that people are going, you've committed fraud, you've lied to the banks. It's like, when did you fucking, when did you give a fuck about the banks? Like when did you suddenly start defending the banks? Why are you why are you following me and why are you even in Bitcoin? Like what the fuck? If you if you're now defending the banks because I lied to them, like let, let me tell you something. <laughs> I've lied every fucking time the bank have asked me a question. Uh, I I had to go in once. I had to get some money out to pay a decorator. It was like two thousand pound. I can't remember the number. And they're like, oh, "What's the money for?" And I was like, "Cocaine and hookers." And she's like, "What?" I said, "Yes, yeah, cocaine and hookers." Like every fucking time they ask me a question, I lie. Fuck them. It's none of your business. It's my money. I earned it. I've never been overdrawn. I've never filed a complaint. I've never missed a loan payment if I had a loan. Every account's in credit. I'm like, in some way, I'm, well, I'd say some ways I'm the perfect customer. Actually, I'm probably the worst customer because I'm not going overdrawn and I'm not you know, getting penalties. But like, I've done nothing wrong here. And now you're closing my account after 25 years because I won't tell you what. Go fuck yourself. So anyone online who's like, Pissed at me for lying to the bank. Go fuck yourself, honestly. Well, you, you I, know you've worked just, hard. I give zero shits about your opinion. Huh? You've worked hard. It should be your money, and what people are realizing is that it's actually not your money. It's the bank's money. It's an IOU, and they're letting you hold on to it for a little bit. But like, as soon as you upset them, they're taking it back. Bitcoin is your money. Yeah. That's the people's money. Well, this is why the CBDC thing's important because the fucking economists are... Listen, if you're listening, you, I get about uh, three emails a month from people complaining about the swearing. I'm really sorry, but I'm a bit fired up and pissed off. So, But the economists have just run a thing about CBDCs. You know, and, and it's bad enough with the banks having our money. CBDCs end everything. Like, they're a, you, they're a surveillance and totalitarian nightmare. You can... You can literally have your money switched off by the government. Like, what? You know, all these people that are like, hey, are those going to be competitors to Bitcoin? It's like, 
like you, they don't understand. It's not the technology that people are buying. Like the bug Dude, is, that, is the is the political system itself. That's the bug. And digital currencies issued by a central bank just are worse. Are the they make that bug and they take it to the next level. So I mean, it's uh, you know, dude. CBDCs are Bitcoin antimatter. Bitcoin. Anti-matter. That's what they are. What is antimatter? Bitcoin do? antimatter. Like it self destructs itself. Ah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm the the only type of stable. The only type of uh, stable coins that I think have any viability are the ones that allow you to avoid paying any taxes that you owe the government, so that you can you know float between different Bitcoin services without alerting the government. That's that's the only use case for any of these stable stable coins or central bank issued stable coins is to allow you to flout regulations. Um, Let me ask you something. How close are you to becoming a Bitcoin-only company in terms of your finances? Because it's something I've been wrestling with recently and I've struggled with the... It's all right in a bull market, but I was struggling in a bear market. You know, if there was a even a 60% drawdown, it has a massive impact. Like... How close are you to considering that? Uh, we're almost uh, we're almost all the way there. So I mean, we got ninety uh, percent plus of all of our of our assets are sitting in Bitcoin. Uh, we pay all the bonuses every quarter in Bitcoin. Uh, one of our our quarterly goals um, this year, or for for this quarter, I'm sorry, uh, is uh, to have every person at the company take at least some percentage of their salary directly in Bitcoin. Um, you know, in terms of the revenue we bring in, I would say right now roughly half of all the income we bring in is in Bitcoin natively. And then the other half, you know, we try to flip it into Bitcoin. Philosophically, we, you know, when we almost died in this last uh, bear bull market, um, we kind of made the view that we never want to make decisions again in pursuit of investors or in pursuit of of uh doing something for someone else to get them to make our sustain our business. And so our focus is very much on cash flow positivity. And so um, cash flow positivity, that sounds like a, you know, very happy thing. Uh, but uh, uh, so, you know, our company's profitable right now and, and we're never going to get back to a scenario where we're burning money. And as long as you're profitable, who cares if it's bull market or bear market, you're going to be able to survive. And so, you know, uh, the name of the game is get as many bitcoins as you possibly can. I and and you know live within your means. So we we're a pretty small team. I mean, we we're right now about twenty five full time employees and another twenty contractors, so about forty five people. You know, I, I, we need more people, but we we don't want to we don't want to grow our burn because you're you're king of your own castle, you're master of your own destiny as long as you're profitable. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I'm definitely looking at it. Um, I mean, it depends how this uh, bull market goes. Because uh, I've moved so much of the company money into Bitcoin. If it if the bull market really like accelerates another two three x, then I've bought myself four years cash flow anyway. Right. No, I mean, so I, I, ride I, it out. I will say that like one thing I really think is missing from the ecosystem, and if I if I was a strapping young lad and uh, not already. Uh, uh, Focus on putting together the best Bitcoin party ever. Uh, I'd be launching like a, a, a Bitcoin, an enterprise product for companies that want want to run and operate in Bitcoin native terms. And so there's like you know I feel like BitPay 
started that with creating, you know, good payment tools for for companies, but they stopped there and they should have kept going. Like, you know, like how do I set it up so that I can do my budgeting with Bitcoin? I can deploy resources to different teams with Bitcoin. I can very easily, you know, figure out all my payroll options uh, through all the same, you know, application. How can I do a uh, like a 401k equivalent or a, a um, you know some sort of a, a benefits package with Bitcoin? How can I, you know, X, Y, and Z? And so, I really think there's a lot of unexplored territory. If I'm an entrepreneur and I want to spin up a business, like why is there not just an application that I can that I can use that operates 100% in Bitcoin and lets me do everything my business needs to do financially? That should be a thing. Yeah, someone's going to listen to this and go, "I'm going to go and build that." If you do. Uh, DM Bitcoin Magazine's Twitter handle, let us know and we'll use it. Yeah. You guys have been crushing it though. The content you produce is excellent. I also, big shout out to CK. Legend. He's such a great dude, man. Yeah, such a great guy. As like, soon as we, um, we started saying like, it's about the mission and we, I mean, I'm not going to talk poorly about anyone, but like, you know, for a while we were trying to go hire veterans from the media industry and people who are like, know what they're doing, yada, yada. It's like we didn't need people who knew what they were doing. We need people that were passionate about the mission and will do whatever it takes to figure it out. And CK is one of those people. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's been hammering for years. And finally, the message was received like, we need to only hire Bitcoiners. And, you know, right now, what's happening at our company, man, it's, it's uh, really something special. It's like, like uh, when you feel like, Everything's hitting. The mojo's driving with everyone. Everyone's working hard, busting ass. Like business is booming. Like that's happening right now. And like we got, you know, people coming into our office saying, "Hey, why don't y'all raise money? Hey, just throw out a valuation." And it's like, "Fuck you, no." Like we don't want your money. And it's like the energy level in this office is just crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're crushing it, dude. I Thank mean, you. The, the magazine's great. The, the, well, you said earlier. You know, people are like, oh, life will be over June seventh, June the eighth. You start planning Bitcoin twenty twenty two, an event that's going to be like fifty thousand or a hundred thousand. It's going to be a fucking rock rock concert in the in the desert or some crazy shit. I mean, we got we have all of these uh, musicians that want to be a part of the conference right now. Uh, you know, Diplo and David Guetta and 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 DJ Khaled and I mean, you name the the like kind of culturally relevant artists they want to be a part of. It's like shit. We should add a two day music festival onto this thing. Like, what well, was Bitcoin's becoming cool? Right, that's the other thing. It's becoming cool. People don't want to be associated with. Like I'm, like hanging out with Jack over here, and you know, look at all the sports people that he's got interested. Like literally hitting him up on Twitter. So. I'm not saying that this is happening. I said I didn't want to leak details. I'm not saying that this is happening, and it's definitely not confirmed. But we are really, really trying to convince Mayweather right now to hop on stage and uh, demand that all his his winnings from Fight Night uh, are paid in Bitcoin. And I feel like we are this close. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like the guy's already a billionaire, right? Like, I met him once. Did you see the video from yesterday of uh, Logan Paul stealing his hat? <laughs> I literally want to reach across and steal your hat. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, and I'm sorry for everyone if you're you're watching this or you're going to be watching this for such a bearish hat. I'm I'm getting a new one made right now, uh, which is like you know one one twenty one millionth over like infinity. So I'll I'll get a more appropriate more appropriate hat. hat. But um, yeah, no Logan Paul stealing Floyd Mayweather's hat. I feel like is just 
peak peak YouTube, peak TikTok, like just like I got your hat. <laughs> and, and how Dude, upset Floyd Mayweather ex- was, like, you disrespect me. I'll kill That's, you. Well, I, I I saw another video where he lands a he lands a good punch on him. Yeah. That was a real fight that broke out. Yeah, people were like, oh, it was staged. I'm like, they probably agreed to stage some t- kind of like confrontation, but I don't think he planned to go and punch him in the face. No, I mean, he looked messed up. Like they were like trying to like shield his face a little bit like from the cameras because it looked like, you know, he might be spitting out a tooth or yeah. something. Well, I think, a, I think, a, can you imagine getting punched in the a lot face of people by could... Floyd Mayweather bare, bare knuckled? That's not a good, good way to start your day. He wouldn't, he wouldn't catch me up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, are you, are you going to the fight? Uh, so, Sunday, right? uh, I'm planning on going to the fight, um, and we're going to be auctioning off at the conference two ringside uh, tickets. Um, and nice. we're going to be offering all of our whale pass holders. Uh, we're partnering with the, the organizer of the fight and going to be kind of offering some exclusive. Uh, seats at the at the ring for Bitcoiners only. So um, we got a call from the organizer. They're like, yeah, I got to tell you, you've really sc- screwed us because all the hotels, all the nightclubs, all the VIP experiences, they're all bought out by Bitcoiners. So we've been making phone calls. They're all like, yeah, sorry, the, the, the Bitcoin whales have already come and, and eaten everything we got. So um, I'll be there. It feels like the event, therefore, isn't like an accelerant for Bitcoin because you're going to have the world looking in Going, what's all this shit going on here? Who are these people? They're a tribe. They're an army now. Dude, uh, he who controls the money controls the world. And like Bitcoin is the money now. And like Bitcoiners control the world. And like the rest of the world is waking up to this fact. But like this is the new Davos. This is the new world economic form. And it's like fuck the old world and and you know i mean it's just like we're we have a jet company they're flying in gulf streams from cities around the country that were for the for the whales flying in i mean it's 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 sick it's sick uh and i mean how ftx uh sbf how cool is he just like oh wow miami that's popping off let's kick american airlines off that that building and put our logo up there it's like baller <laughs> baller so you saying I could go uh, Gulfstream in on the on my expense account with you guys? Uh, if you're in if you're in SF, LA, Chicago, New York, and we're trying to get Nashville added to the list, I think you will be able to. Yes. No, I I already booked my flight. I'm coming in from Austin, Austin, Texas, on American Airlines. Dude, Austin, I what, uh, you spent much time there? A lot of time there. Yeah, yeah. You think we should uh, do a conference there? Yeah. I think. Uh, I think, yes, I think they will love you there. Um, I think Austin is an incredible place full of incredible people, really good Bitcoiners. Uh, I've, I, I started going there like every two months uh, pre-lockdown and I'm thinking of getting a studio there. I've been talking to my engineer about saying, look, we need to level up and have a studio and do in-person interviews. So I've been thinking of getting one in Austin, fly out for two weeks, do two weeks of interview, uh, four weeks of interviews, fly back. Like, I've been thinking of doing that like that. Um, uh, I would move there tomorrow, but it's tricky with kids and uh, when you're divorced. But I fucking love that place. I love Texas. The people there have always been really good to me whenever I've gone. Uh, I think you should. I think you should do. I think you should do a conference in the UK. Well, uh, uh, we would have to find a good partner. So maybe maybe we can have that conversation. But uh, uh, we can have that conversation. We should what? do it in Bedford. <laughs> Bedford, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's bring Bitcoin to I Bedford. You, I've always I've always wanted to do the Bedford Bitcoin conference. The uh, uh, well, there's no better time than than today, you know. 
the uh, so on uh, Austin, Pete Rizzo is pitching us on between this conference and Bitcoin 2022 doing an event we're calling FOMOCon. Uh, and we're trying to think what city we want to do FOMOCon in. So uh, it's, it's between Austin or Nashville, really. So um, yeah. I've always wanted to go to Nashville, dude. I've never been. I've never been. Are you, it's, it's a lot when like are you Austin. heading to Miami? Uh, we're we're heading. Uh, I think most of our team is going to get in on, on like June first, and there's stuff happening all week. I mean, there's literally, I think we have like maybe mm-hmm. twenty satellite events listed on our site, but there's uh, like a hundred happening, and and there's a lot of uh, uh, other projects that are a little bit you know upset that we wouldn't let them participate with in the conference, and so they're kind of doing their own side events. I think there's like an event called Shitcoin 2021 happening. Uh, there's like a Monero <laughs> event happening. That's kind of funny. There's an Ethereum conference happening. There's, yeah. you know, yeah. So, I, uh, I, Joe, I might change my flight. I might come to Nashville for a couple of days before. How far is Nashville from Miami? Two hour flight. Uh, yeah, I might change my flight. I might go to Nashville for a couple come of on, days. Come on, man. It's fun. And then, yeah. And it's open, and, uh, and you can, you can, people are out on the streets partying, and, you know, it's, you'll have a good time. Safe in the South. Safe in the South. That's right. Safe in the South. Well, listen, dude, I am very excited about this event. Uh, and um, thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it uh, again. Um, I Honestly, I'm so fucking pumped. Um, I, I can't wait. I think you've got a great set of speakers. All the shit that you said you're doing on top is going to be incredible. I've had like endless invites to dinners and parties every night. Dude, it's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. I think you're crushing it. And uh, I really appreciate you, dude, and everything you've done and doing for Bitcoin. Uh, you make, I do I have a conversation like this, and it makes me think I need to be a better Bitcoiner. Like, I need to focus more. So I appreciate you, dude. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, we look forward to seeing everyone in Miami. And, you know, an idea whose time has come cannot be stopped. And, and like, let's make it, let's take it to the fucking front lines. Uh, let's push forward freedom and uh, the eyes of the world will be watching the Bitcoin scene. Make sure they, they understand how much fun we have. See you in Miami. Come on, tell me about it. How much are you looking forward to Miami? Or how much FOMO do you have if you can't make it? I know my engineer Danny has. Poor guy, can't come. Really feel sorry for him. He's locked down in Australia. He would have come, finally get him out there to meet some people, but he's at home. He's sulking. Man, you lost 4-2 to Liverpool. It's been a bad day for him all round. Anyway, I'm also holding a party there. Final details have been locked in. Tickets will be available soon. It will be a first come, first served out on Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. With the help of my sponsors and some money from me, all drinks are covered. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this one. I hope you got fired up as well. If you've got any questions or feedback, you know you can hit me up. It's hello at whatbitcoindid.com or go and jump into my Telegram channel. Also, if you want to support the show, just head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Outside of that, love you all and I'll see you all next week. Bye.